Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. Welcome to our next episode. So as we mentioned in our previous episode, it's very important for you guys to go back and have a listen if you haven't. This is part two of our neurotransmitter episode. Yes. Today we'll be covering glutamate, Mm-hmm. Um, GABA and glycine as well. So they're three important neurotransmitters. Yes. Um, I think in our last episode, Andy, we mentioned a few terms that it's important for us to clarify. We mentioned about excitation, uh, these neurotransmitters increasing excitation of a cell or potentially having inhibitory effects. Mm. We also mentioned inotropic and metotropic receptors as well. Do you want to quickly mention what mm. we mean mm. by excitation? Yeah. So and when you come across the term and say, uh, when it says an, a particular neurotransmitter is an excitatory neurotransmitter or an inhibitory neurotransmitter, what we mean by that is that the downstream effect of that particular neurotransmitter either excites the uh, the postsynaptic cell, yep. or that which brings a depolarization, That's right. yeah. um, or it either inhibits the um, or brings the uh, resting membrane potential more hyperpolarized. That's right. Um, so that would be an inhibitory cell. Exactly. Uh, so hyperpolar in, in, inhibitory neurotransmitter. That's cell. right. Yeah. yeah. And as we mentioned, hyperpolarization brings the cell down to a neg- more negative status, doesn't it? So yes. you need a greater charge. Mm. going in positive charge to bring it back up to um, um, threshold yes so that's what we meant by excitation and inhibition what do we mean by ionotropic and metotropic because they're two yeah. important receptor mm. types and that's very important to get your head around as well so an ionotropic receptor refers to when let's say something that for the neurotransmitter to bind to an inotropic receptor what happens is that these receptors open up and they allow passage of ions through it yes so thus the name ion nootropic receptor yep. whereas on the other hand metabotropic receptors they also have neurotransmitters binding to them but these are g protein coupled receptors and if you have a look at what a g protein coupled receptor mm-hmm. is is there this huge um, protein group onto the um, onto the membrane and what they do is that they cause these downstream cascades and yep. it's important to know that it's a cascade effect that they cause inside the cell and that causes amplification and a huge but slower reaction compared to ionotropic. That's right. Yeah. How would, oh, do you have anything more to? Do? I, I think there's that? other um, distinctions as well. So sure. ionotropic Go because they're um, because they're the way the ions, mm. you know, it's essentially ions going in. It's much more faster acting than, for example, a metotropic, which requires downstream second messages signaling. Yes. So ionotropic is generally more faster. Yeah. And also they're really dependent on um, neurotransmitter concentrations as well, because if there's not enough neurotransmitter. Mm-hmm. Then the, and there's not enough ions going in. Whereas once you activate a um, second messenger pathway, uh, as occurs in the metatropic pathway, that one second messenger can activate lots of different pathways. Yes. So they can have slightly different functions as well. Sure. Um, so I think now that we've got this out of the way, now that we know what ionotropic and metatropic is, let's talk about glutamate. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Before we talk about glutamate, though, we know that it's a um, it's an amino acid, isn't it? Glutamate is an amino acid. Mm. How is it synthesized? Okay. Now this is. Um, Glutamate is synthesized from another inactive amino acid called glutamine. Yes. Yep. Yep. And this gets converted by this particular enzyme called phosphate-activated glutam- uh, glutaminase. I think. Yes. PAG, P-A-G, and that's found in the mitochondria. 
Yep, exactly. Mm. And does it happen inside the neurons or does it happen inside uh, the astrocytes? I think that's actually inside the presynaptic terminal. Yeah, so it's mm. very close to it. Mm. All right. And what does glutamate do? Is it an inhibitory or is it an excitatory neurotransmitter? Um, mm. Do you know? Well, I think it's generally a uh, excitatory yeah. neurotransmitter. Exactly. So that causes the depolarization once it binds to the right. presynaptic cell. Yep. Mm. And in terms of release, it's again released by calcium. Um, mm-hmm. So calcium influx causes it to be released in the post um, in the presynaptic terminal. Yes. But it, there are two main classes of receptors that glutamate binds to: okay. it's NMDA receptors and AMPA receptors. Do you want to quickly mention NMDA receptors? Mm-hmm. It's a therapeutic target as well, so it's very important. NMDA receptors are glutamatergic receptors that the neurotransmitter is glutamated that binds to it. Um, one very interesting thing is that in order for it to open, and w- once it does open, it lets through. Uh, sodium as well as calcium into the cell yep. and lets out potassium but mainly sodium and calcium into the cell and once it opens that's, that's what happens but in order for it to open you need two signals one is for glutamate to bind to it but the second one is that because there is a actual um, magnesium ion that's clogging the whole pore in the middle yes. you need a depolarization charge around it to actually repel that magnesium out of the cell in order to open yep. so two key um uh, two key signals that need to happen in order for it to go. That's right. Yep. So you not only do you need glutamate to bind to the receptor, you need AMPA, which we'll talk about in a moment, to also depolarize the cell slightly mm. to then dislodge that calcium, uh, the magnesium, and yes. that way the ions can flow into the cell and cause a depolarization. Mm. It's generally a very quick-acting receptor, mm-hmm. and it's been associated with synaptic plasticity and memory and learning. So it's it's an important one to keep in mind. Mm. And there's a drug target. It's a drug target as well. So ketamine, um, which is used for a, a number of indications, you know, pain, uh, anesthetics, mm-hmm. is, is an important target of this receptor. So mm-hmm. you mentioned AMPA receptors as well. So AMPA is another type of class of glutamate receptors, okay. and they're commonly found in conjunction with NMDA receptors. Because as you mentioned, mm-hmm. AMPA is required to depolarize the cells slightly to cause that uh, magnesium to dislodge. Yeah. It's a um, it's a very fast acting receptor as well, and uh, once glutamate binds to it, it enables sodium, potassium, and calcium to come into the cell and bring about depolarization. And like you mentioned, it's closely associated with NMDA receptors as well. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you want to add? Um, to well, this? with the NMDA and AMPA receptors, it's just important to clarify that they're both ionotropic yes. receptors. Yeah, they're not yeah. made of because you know the ions are coming in. Yes. So once glutamate, I mean glutamate, because it you know we learned in our neurology lectures that having excessive glutamate. Uh, can be can bring about excitotoxicity. Mm. So, is there a way for glutamate to be removed from the synapses and, mm. and, and um, minimize that excitation? Yeah. So, one of the uh, there are a few ways of it um, to be removed and deactivated. So, it could be either that the glutamate just drifts away and is um, removed through diffusion, or they're actively reuptaken. Yeah. So they're reuptaken, and this is a, a very interesting cycle, or I think something to know about. I think it's called the glutamate-glutamine cycle. Yes. Um, so they can, the glutamate can either be reuptaken by a uh, glutamate transporters, or VGLUT, I think that's what um, uh, one source calls them. Um, and they can be either reuptaken back into the presynaptic terminal mm-hmm. and then repackaged into the vesicles ready for next use. Yeah. Or they can be reuptaken via the same channels into 
astrocytes. Yes. These are astrocytes within the um, within the brain. So the astrocytes, once they get reuptaken into the astrocytes, the glutamate, the active neurotransmitter, has to be broken down into its inactive form, yes. which is called glutamine. And this is a the, this is broken down through an enzyme called glutamine synthase. Once glutamine is uh, once the glutamate has become glutamine, now it can get safely pumped back into the uh, back into the uh, presynaptic terminal through a glutamine transporter. And so now you've got glutamine inside the presynaptic mm-hmm. cell. That will now then get resynthesized into glutamate via the PAGs or the phosphate activated glutaminase that we mentioned earlier yep. and ready for a second use. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a really good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. And just in case you guys can't remember, um, mm-hmm. uh, astrocytes are important for homeostasis of the nerves and also they are important for forming the blood-brain barrier as mm-hmm. well. So that's one of the roles that they play is mm-hmm. in removing excessive amounts of glutamate and breaking breaking down into glutamine. Yes. Um, are there any other ways of um, removing glutamate? Are there receptors that directly take it up into the um, into the synapses? Well, yeah, there was the um, there was that glutamate uh, transporter that, mm. that directly t- yeah. takes it up back into the presynaptic cell. Yeah, yeah. I think that's mm. all I wanted to talk about glutamate. So we mentioned that there are mm. two important receptors, NMDA and AMPA. Yeah. Both of them are excitatory. NMDA is dependent on not only glutamate but also AMPA to be functioning appropriately. Yes. Is there anything else you want to add? Mm, we can probably uh, leave it at that. Yeah, let's uh, finish off by talking about um, GABA. Mm. So unlike um, glutamate, which is excitatory, GABA is one of the key inhibitory um, neurotransmitters within the brain. Yes. And we'll explain why that's the case. Mm. But before we do that, how is um, GABA made? And this was quite interesting because um, I, I found it really interesting when I found out that GABA is actually synthesized from glutamate. Yep. So it's broken down, uh, well, it's, it's remade into... GABA through this enzyme called glutamate decarboxylase. And so that's how it's made. And there's this cycle that you might come across called the GABA glutamine cycle. But I think from, from what I understand, it, it seems to be just the, the very same cycle that I described to you guys earlier, mm-hmm. except that you've got that additional step of the GAB, uh, the glutamate gets made into GABA. Yep, exactly. I think. And um, in mm-hmm. terms of how it's removed, it can be removed through diffusion, through mm-hmm. reuptake into glial cells, which are um, sort of like the astrocytes. Mm-hmm. And also um, it can be then broken, broken down into glutamine, and then glutamine can be reuptake, uh, retaken up as well. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned, there are some important receptors that GABA binds to as well and again these are therapeutic targets so it's worth learning these mm-hmm. so GABA A is an example of an ionotropic receptor okay. and when uh, GABA binds to um, GABA A receptors it causes um, uh, an increased permeability of this receptor to chloride okay. so chloride and, and um, bicarbonate can go into the cell and so that increases the neg- negative charge inside the cell and what's the term we give, a, give, uh, give that? So once again recapping that's uh, repolarization or hyperpolarization Hyperpolarization, yeah, yeah. so it's makes it, it makes the cell much more negative so you need an, a, a, a stronger input to then bring it back up to threshold so that's why it's inhibitory mm-hmm. um, Can you give us an example of a metatropic uh, GABA mm. receptor? So I think the GABA B receptors are a metatropic receptor yep. and what happens is when GABA binds to it it causes a ca- downstream cascade which eventually can potentially increase the uh, potassium flowing out of the cell yep. and what that does is also repolarizing the yeah. cell and um, making it an inhibitory neurotransmitter. Exactly. Mm. Um, and an example of a, um, a GABA 
GABA A uh, drug is, mm -hmm. so the other receptor we talked about is your benzodiazepines. So they're okay. allosteric binders and they just increase the flow of chloride going into the cell. Okay. Um, I think barbiturates bind to this receptor as well. Okay. Is there an example we can give for GABA, um, GABA B, the metatrophic? Um, you've got baclofen. Is, isn't yeah. that the muscle relaxant? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, mm -hmm. it can cause um, uh, decreased firing and, and relaxation mm -hmm. in the muscle. Mm -hmm. Cool. So just to finish off um, this talk, let's quickly mention glycine as well because that's a, another one that's mentioned. Yep. Is that an excitatory or an inhibitory neurotransmitter? I think that is an inhibitory neurotransmitter. Yep. And where do you tend to see this more often? Mm, you can probably find it in the spinal cord and brainstem, I think. Yeah. yeah. And like GABA increases chloride conductance, so it causes hyperpolarization of the cell. Yeah. And that's why it's an inhibitory receptor. Mm -hmm. Are there, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap up? No, I think um, so. In this talk, we just mentioned up about uh, mentioned the what a excitation and inhibitory neurotransmitter. Um, what the, these terms actually mean. We mentioned what's an ionotropic and metatrophic neurotransmitter. Uh, sorry, a receptor, mm -hmm. and then we talked about uh, glutamate, glutamine, and glycine. Perfect. Yeah. And their res respective receptors as well. Yeah. So that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to slowly more and more work our way into the physiology and eventually the neuroanatomy as well. Mm. Um, we'll catch up with you next time. I think our next talk is probably going to be on the autonomic nervous system or neuromodulation. No, let's try neuromodulation. Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next time. Our episode today was put together by our executive producer, Gautam, and our core editor, Cindy. For notes, elective experiences, and much more study resources, visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you.